0: Every game is going to be its own game, its own situations as it goes. Um, We're fortunate to be able to continue to run the ball. And obviously Travis is benefiting from the offensive line, the receivers, the tight ends doing their job as well, Trevor getting us in the right plays, coach continuing to stick through some runs and keeping ourselves in favorable situations where we can still run the ball. Um, So, yeah, that certainly builds confidence every time you see Travis produce. He's a younger player, unknown what kind of production he'll have at this level but you know so far so good and we just want to continue to keep him on that path of growing as a as the total complete back
1: when you sit back and, and see a play unfold that that he turns into a, a, a big truck is it hard not to be a fan oh certainly well, and it, you, you kind of see him break through the
0: first level you kind of start to sit on the edge of your seat and see what he's going to do and then we're trying to figure out where the ball is going to be so we can communicate to coach where it is but You never really know. He starts to break through the first line. There's a chance this thing goes for 20, 30, 40. Um, So he's definitely that type of player that's exciting. And you knew that coming out of college as well. You guys made a pretty big trade this week. Just what was your initial reaction when you found out you guys were getting Calvin next year? Yeah, I mean, you're certainly excited. Um, Now, with the same understanding, we have a game this week. We have a whole season ahead of us this week that, you know – adding people for the future doesn't help us in this moment. And we're trying to do everything we can to put our players in position to succeed right now, this game, Sunday, have the best possible practice on Thursday to put us in, in position for that. And then I think at some point, you'll kind of be able to clear your head and realize, okay, they've done a great job of adding, continuing to try to add talent to our team as we move forward. So that's, that's exciting to think about the future, but right now we're focused on today in this moment in this game.
1: Is red zone efficiency something that is easy to correct or improve mid season?
0: Um, well, I think it's just a matter of execution. We, we kind of have an identity. We, we feel like we have an identity of who we want to be down there. Now, I think our biggest issue has been turning the football over in the red zone. That's just taking points off the board, whether that's seven, three, and really our, our turnovers are coming first and second down, which is disappointing. You feel like you're going to get touchdowns in those situations, especially, you know, we have a couple inside the five. Um, so that's certainly, you can never turn the football over, especially there. Worst case scenario, we stall out, we, kick three, we get three points, and it changes the complexion of a game. So that's that's just something that I think, uh, as that improves, it improves your red zone efficiency, obviously, uh, whether it's field goals, touchdowns, obviously, or number one goals, touchdowns. But I think that's certainly part of it. So I do feel like that can improve, just putting a premium on protecting the football.
1: And when it comes to some of the interceptions that have been in the red zone, do you feel like that's just a young quarterback thing feeling like, Trevor, like he has to get that score on this play rather than sometimes saying, I'll throw it out the back, we'll go to second down or third down and live to play another play kind of deal.
0: Certainly, certainly. Uh, Understanding it's first and goal right here, it's second goal, we're inside the five, we've got multiple cracks at this thing. We're trying to pop one real quick that we think was an advantageous call for us in that situation, trying to get Christian on the edge, their nickel did a great job defending it, down gets extended, then it's got to kind of go into an us or nobody mindset for Trevor. You know, he felt like he had Marvin in the back of the end zone, Give him a shot, but if it misses, it needs to go in the third row of the stands. Uh, you know, understanding, too, you're throwing it to the back half of the end zone. It cannot be affected by a guy in the front half of the end zone. So that's just continuing to see those situations, learn from those situations, not repeat those situations. Um, for him and everybody, our entire offense in general, we're, we're learning from every single play that happens, and we want to we wanna work to correct those mistakes and never repeat those mistakes. It seems like this team doesn't have an issue, obviously, taking shots downfield. It's just sort of the consistency of, of, of executing that. So what, what do you guys sort of need to do um, to sort of get on the same page, quarterback, receiver, tight end, all those things? It, it always just kind of comes down to the situation within a game. You know, is the situation in the game dictating pushing the ball down the field? Is there a favorable matchup at receiver, DB, offensive line? You know, sometimes you want to keep yourselves out of bad situations in the protection world. Do we have time to launch this thing down the field if that's what the situation calls for? Are we in a situation where our defense just – has been on the field for a while, we need to continue to, to maintain, well, throwing a low percentage ball down the field doesn't really fit us best in that situation. So there's a number of factors that lead to pushing the ball down the field. Certainly that's something we want to add, or we want to continue to develop as an offense of being able to create those explosives. We've done a good job of finding ways to do those, but you know, you want a defense to honor every inch of the field at any given time, and so being able to push the ball down the field is certainly an aspect of that. Has sort of been dictated by the coverages you guys are seeing, you know, the cover two in Houston things That's, of that nature? Has that been a, an issue, I guess? Well, I think there's certainly a trend in the league going towards more shell coverages. And, you know, the, the kind of Vic Fangio influence is kind of spread across the league of these variations of, of shell. Um, safety's deep, limit the big play, keep things in front, force offenses to execute for 12, 13-play drives. And, you know, a penalty sets you back, a sack sets you back, incompletion could set you back. Uh, so there's certainly an emphasis of that it feels like across the league in terms of where the defenses are heading and obviously things are cyclical um, more shell coverage dictates more people less people in the box more advantageous looks to run the football um, but as you know I mean then, then you're kind of grinding through some drives right there that makes it tough so uh, I think I think you're seeing that across the league and you're seeing creative ways to try to get the ball over the top of the defense or get guys on the move and run through the defense and create explosives in the pass game some somebody- stand out about the Raiders' defense when you're preparing for it. Well, you turn on the tape and the two defensive ends. That's the very first thing you notice. Those two guys can cause problems. They have for a while in their career now. So certainly people are very aware of them. When you watch the way offenses attack them, there's extra guys on the edges to help um, help the matchups with the tackles and the defensive ends. Um, they've done a good job of, same idea of limiting explosive plays. They, they play a variety of looks. Obviously they're in the first year. In this defensive system, with these guys, there are some guys that have played for this coordinator before, um, that are kind of here and understand it well. But they present a lot of different looks. They do a pretty good job of keeping things in front and then trying to just let these pass rushers kind of get after you a little bit. I was going to bring that up a second ago, but uh, you know, the quarterback rating and some quarterback metrics
1: and scoring league is down overall, and so defensive has have adjusted. Is that the major adjustment you're seeing? Ready week week to week is, is yeah that's kind yeah. of what it
0: feels like um, and, and it makes sense you know try to force people to execute at a high level throughout long drives um, now I don't I don't know if that's right statistically or anything I'm purely just going off what my gut it's tells me watching right? tape and stuff like that of you know as we prepare for these defenses you're always looking for we'll watch the explosive tape we start on Monday. One of the things when you have a couple minutes, you just kind of buzz through the explosives. How do people push the ball down the field on this defense? Well, it feels like it's not as often, they just drop back and throw it over their head. That doesn't happen as often. Uh, now there's certain situations where that does and you try to look at how can we create those situations for us match up with our personnel versus their personnel protection. I mean, there's a number of factors, situation in the game. Um, so there's a number of factors that I think lead to that. I couldn't tell you statistically What it is or anything like that just kind of going off our study and our preparation through the season that's what it's felt like
1: you talked about explosives a little bit i know you talked about travis etienne a little bit earlier but how helpful is it when you have a player like him at running back that can get you that explosive play at any given moment
0: yeah that's huge it's not all right we got to call this ball to know we're going to throw it 15 yards down the field our run game can create that um and it's travis obviously with his skill set but i really think that explosives and this kind of came from my experience last year in Indy, two with Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines and those guys hitting runs was good runs turn into great runs when the when the perimeter players were blocking. And I think you've seen that. You may not have seen the the production in the past game with some of those guys, but the things that Christian and Zay and Marvin and Tim and our tight ends are doing on the perimeter and in the run game, it has been critical to our run success as well. So, you know, we, we wouldn't be able to hit some of these explosive runs without those guys doing – essentially in the receiver world a dirty dirty job right there and getting it done at a high level. So
1: those guys have been awesome. In your opinion, how much room for growth is there still in Travis's game?
0: Oh, I mean, I wouldn't say he's anywhere close to where he's going to be. You know, as he continues to learn what defenses are doing, why we're calling runs for certain fronts, um, the tracks on runs, how people are going to try to take us off combinations and pullers and different things like that. I think as he matures, just in his football knowledge and understanding offense and scheme and how we're trying to attack, I mean, the, there is – I wouldn't put a ceiling on him. Talked about the, the, the Raiders' defensive ends, but specifically Max Crosby. Mm-hmm. What sort of makes him um, such a challenge? He is relentless. He doesn't come out of the game. I mean, we always kind of look and see, like, is there a certain – do they have a substitution pattern? Second, second drive of a game, you get backup D linemen sometimes. Some teams do that. It feels like you can't find a lot of clips. He's off the field, uh, which is a problem. Um, he's just relentless, you know, whether it's – Ducking under guy, or ducking underneath guys, swimming over guys, changing his rush pattern in terms of he's got a deadly spin move. We've all seen that a number of times. And he's just relentless in terms of pursuing the quarterback. So if you're in the pocket, the drive gets extended, you get flushed out of the pocket, you push through and escape. He 98 still running. Like he is going to do everything he can, to chase down the field, get after the quarterback, finish the play. Um, so that's, you certainly notice that effort. And then when you see the spin move, you see the swim, you see uh, him duck underneath polars, things like that, that he, he's kind of got it all and he, he plays hard every single snap.
1: Those closeout game kind of drives so far this season, the, the kind of best one was two weeks ago mm-hmm. in, in those situations. A lot of them ended in turnovers. How do you balance that aggressiveness with the play calling and the quarterback needing to know he has to march the ball down the field but right. also protect the football to make sure that you can get in range for what could be a game tying or yeah. what
0: play? There's been certain situations. I mean, there, there's been times where we've driven in the fourth quarter and we scored when we needed to score. Um, but then regardless of the situation, whether there's a minute when we get the ball back, a minute 40 when we get the ball back, whatever it is, got to be able to execute in those situations. There's a couple of them we've come up inches short as we got in those situations. But I think that's just continuing to put a young quarterback in those situations, talk through those situations. We do a great job. I believe there's certain nights or certain days where we have certain meetings that are just situational football. Let's just sit. Let's watch what's going gone around the league. Let's talk. What would you do here? All right, understand we have this many timeouts. How many yards do we need? Just talking through those things with a young quarterback is beneficial in the long run. You know, we have things that we've been in a lot of end game situations that have been great for him to learn from, have been great for us as an offense, as a team, to experience. But we need to learn from those things and apply those moving forward to be able to execute in those high leverage situations like you're talking
1: about. Steve, I know Doug. Go Doug always talks about the second year in a system for a quarterback. How much of the first year is just figuring out what Trevor can respond to well and what he needs from you guys' preparation so you can kind of adapt that going into year two or, or maybe keep some of the things that work and get rid of things that he doesn't kind of like?
0: Yeah, That I mean, that goes – that's week to week. We're We're trying to figure out – we put in plays that we feel like – put our guys in good position to attack the defense, but we're always in communication with him. What do you like? Why do you like this? Why do you not? What are you comfortable with? So then the next week we come back. All right, we put this in. This wasn't something we felt. We did a good job as an offense. Do we need to change this? Why was that? Do we need to teach it differently? Do we need to show it differently? You're, you're in a give and take every single day. I mean, we put in a plan, we install it. There's some times where it's like, oh, I don't know if I see that yet. All right, let's rep it in practice. Let's get it on tape. If you still don't like it, we'll take it out. We're not going to call anything our guys aren't comfortable with um, and don't believe on on a Sunday, because whether it's first and 10 on the 35th play of the game or fourth and 10 in the last play of the game, we want our guys to believe and understand why we're doing what we're doing and know that they can execute it at a high level. What does it take as an offense to kind of stay out of those second and long, third and long situations that came up last week? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly tough. You know, if you want to throw the ball on first down, you risk obviously throwing an incompletion. Well, then all of a sudden we're in second and ten. And that's, that's understanding as a quarterback. Every single snap is situational. First and ten, let's put the ball in play. Let's get moving forward. We may call a shot down the field. They defend a shot down the field. Can we just find the next completion? Can we do the next best thing with the football? There were situations we called a first and ten pass. Guy went open. Trevor scrambled for four. We're in second and six we consider ourselves in that situation on track. We can call whatever we need to call um, to get ourselves closer to getting that first down and ultimately in the end zone. So it's just understanding every single situation is situational football and executing that way that puts the team in the best position, our players in the best position, and always protecting the football. Snoop got activated for the first time this year. Do you, do you see an expanded role for him as we go forward? Yeah, you know, we're going to continue to develop him, work with him, um, just continue as we go through the week of putting him in, seeing what he's comfortable with on his plate, and then, you know, he's a snap away from being out there and it being on his shoulders. And we'll certainly, like we've done with all our backs, look for certain situations where, all right, this is his play. He does this really well. Now, right now with where we're going with Travis and the things Travis has done really well, sometimes it's hard to say, okay, we're going to put another guy in for a carry that potentially was one Travis took for 40. You know, we believe all our backs have a skill set that they can contribute. um, And you're just trying to find out the right – Way to use everybody at any given time to put them in the best possible position. When a guy is going to be a healthy scratch, what's your timetable on letting them know? Uh, you know, and, and does does his practice, does his use in practice uh, change if the coaching staff and the player pretty much know he's going to be act, active or not active? Sure. Right. Yes. Um, the t- for the timeline, it, it's really a case by case basis there's plenty of times where we've got a guy that we're working through an injury. We need to see how he practices on Wednesday. Well, maybe he can't go on Wednesday, but he's going to go Thursday. We want it. So sometimes there are situations where we as a coaching staff may know, all right, if this guy goes, that guy's down, if that guy can't go, he'll go up. And so you try to massage that without really telling a guy, Hey, you're down, you're up. You know, we try to do our best to communicate as early as possible in the week this is what's going on. If this guy's down, you're going to be up. If, so as coaches, we can game plan. We can put personnels on certain plays. We make sure guys get reps that they need, whether it's walkthrough practice, live, um, whatever that may be. So we do our best, I think, to communicate that as early as possible or just communicate to these guys, hey, this is going to be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday decision. You need to get yourself ready to go. It's us as coaches making sure those guys are prepared as if they're going to play. And we try to do that with everybody, whether it's practice squad, you never know what's going to happen. Guy rolls an ankle on Friday. Next guy's got to be ready to go. So we've tried to make that point of emphasis to our players. You're sitting in a meeting. We're talking to Christian Kirk. You need to be locked in. All of a sudden, you need to be able to play this spot and this play on, you find out Sunday morning, the expectation is you're ready to roll. Good. Thanks. Thank you. Cool. Appreciate Thanks, guys. Thanks, Bob.